Hi, I'm Hannah and I'm a sinner, but all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That comes out of Romans 323. Well, hi, I'm Hannah. Welcome to my podcast. Um, I will be starting off every podcast by reminding you as well as reminding myself that I am a sinner, but I am redeemed through the death of Christ. Um, And so just to remind myself and to remind you that I am not perfect and I will never be perfect, but I do try every day to be the best that I can be. Um, so welcome to my podcast. I'm super excited to be starting a podcast where I can uh, talk about my emotions and my faith and things such as that. Um, it is a spinoff of the website and the blog that I currently host called Here She Lives, but it will be from my perspective instead of from the perspective of she and her. Um, and today I really want to talk about my faith. Um, I put up an Instagram story about two days ago asking what Christianity was and what it meant to be a Christian. Um, and I got some really interesting responses. And I, I wanted to share kind of my perspective on the faith. Um, and so I wanted to go through and say that my favorite comment of all was, we're all just out here winging it. Um, because isn't that the truth? You know, we... Faith is a battle every day, right? It's a battle every second, every minute of choosing Christ and choosing our faith and working to be better in our faith and living our lives for him. And it's hard. No one ever said faith was supposed to be easy. Um, I think we all assume it to be easy. Um, I know I do. Um, And I have to remind myself every day, you know, you're winging it, you're working at it, but it's an everyday battle. It's an every minute battle. Um, and so I, I really loved that comment. So I, I definitely appreciated that one. Um, but I wanted to go through and read a few comments and then kind of expand on some of the ones that I really thought were interesting. Um, I had someone say, to me, it means believing in a higher power, fate, and essentially a code of ethics, which is completely true. We believe in the Ten Commandments, um, so that would be kind of how I would categorize that. Um, I had another person say, to live every day learning, exploring, and living the life I've been given as best I can, Um, which is great. It's a great perspective to say we've been given this life and it's very true that god has has gifted us this time on earth to choose him and to live our lives for him um and then another person said to fully accept christ as your lord and savior and to build disciples for his kingdom and that is that is the mission of the church i think that is great i think that is exactly what we're we're called to be as christians um but it's not that i'm disagreeing but i think you know, I'm, I was really excited to get into some of these ones that are super deep. Um, and so not to discredit it. Um, but there are some topics that I just thought were super exciting, um, touched on by two other individuals, um, but not to discredit anything else that anybody said. Um, but the first thing that I kind of wanted to, to unravel a little bit is this one that says one who turns from sin and trusts in Christ. And so, um, I want to talk about a passage from Philippians, which is Paul's writing to the Philippian people at the time. Um, and he says in Philippians 3, 3, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Um, and I think 
you know, that is kind of what we all as Christians say is Paul's basis for Christianity. Um, but what, what does that really mean, Paul? Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Can you, can you give me some bullet points here? Um, and he does choose to go into it further, starting in verse 7. And this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because it reminds me why I am a Christian. He says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted as lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count things as loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of him from the dead. Um, and that is Philippians 3, 7 through 11. Um, and that talks about how much we, we really have to give up in our faith. You know, we have to give up our sinful desires. Um, and I think that comment was great to say that we do. We do have to resist from sin. But as I said in the beginning of this, you know, I am Hannah and I am a sinner. Um, we've all fallen short of the glory of God because we're human, right? And so we sin every day. I I admit I have I sin every day and every day I have to look myself in the mirror and I have to say you have to choose to not do that. You have to choose to not gripe about your coworker. You have to choose to have nicer thoughts towards people that may have done horrible things to you, but Christ calls us to forgive and he tells us calls us to not gossip and those are things, you know, we don't we don't think about gossip as a sin. You know, we think of the normal, you know, don't commit murder and don't commit adultery and respect your parents. And, you know, we forget that even gossip, even talking tea about something is is gossip and it's it's, it's sinful. And so every day, every minute, every second, we have to fight this desire to to be sinful. And it's it's a battle every day. Like I said, faith is not easy. And so I think that was a great way of, of explaining that, you know, we have to turn from sin and to give our life over to Christ, which is the basis of our faith, right? It's the reason why Christ died on the cross for, for us is that we didn't have to keep, to keep uh, sacrificing animals. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. And he said, I love you so much that I'm going to give my life for you. All I ask is that you don't do these things. And of course, you know, human desire, it's like when you tell a kid don't play with fire and all they want to do then is like, oh, I got to play with the fire. You know, so Jesus says, okay, I really need you to not do these things. And we all go, oh crap, now we want to do them. Um, and it's an everyday battle to say, you know, I'm not going to do that because I love Jesus and Jesus loves me and to have a relationship with him when he says, Hey, you know, don't touch fire. It's because he's protecting you. And he's saying, Hey, don't do that. Cause that's going to really hurt. Hey, don't gossip about somebody because it's going to really hurt someone else's feelings or somebody's going to hear that you gossiped and it's going to come around to bite you in the booty. Um, and so I think that was a great explanation of kind of what our faith is. So the last answer says that 
Loving others, even if their beliefs don't align with yours. Loving your neighbor doesn't stop when someone isn't Christian. It applies to all humans. Obviously, I cannot speak for all humans, but yeah, no, I really wish we all took the time to love our neighbors. Um, and I'm not going to get into that here, but um, I do want to talk about how that looks in a Christian scape, right? And what that looks like for Christians, because this person brought up the most important aspect of our faith, in my opinion, and it's, it's loving your neighbor, um, it's one we talk about all the time, um, but I don't necessarily think we break it down. And my next podcast, Whoop, will be called Who is My Neighbor? Because I think it's a really important thing that we don't often consider. Who is our neighbor? Jesus says, love your neighbor, but who is my neighbor? Is it my next door neighbor? Is it my co-workers? Is it people I see on social media? Is it TikTok famous people? Is it Charlie D'Amelio? I mean, who is it James Charles? Who does, who is our neighbor, right? We're like, okay, well, let's, let's open the Bible, right? Because the Bible's our guide. Um, and I will constantly refer to the Bible because it is, it's our, our scavenger hunt. It's our go-to. It's our map. Jesus says, here you go. Here's all the rules. Here is all that I have for you to learn. And it's the textbook. So um, I'm going to be talking about Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And it says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That is what we're called to do as Christians, right? We're called to love God. And then it says, this is the first and great commandment. So this is the New Testament, right? So Jesus is giving us a new commandment and he's saying to love God and love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. Okay, even some days I know as Christians, that's hard to do on days when you feel like your walls are closing in and you just want to sit and cry and feel sorry for yourself and you've you've gotten in trouble or you've done something wrong or you feel embarrassed about sin or you feel like your friends have betrayed you and you don't you don't want to love Jesus you it's you do love Jesus but it's hard because you sit there and you're like man can't i catch a break you're the god of the universe and i'm having a bad day do you want to fix it for me And he says, what? What does he usually say? No. And we're all like, okay, great, thanks. But he says no, because out of every struggle and everything we go through, we learn something. Whether we like it or not, oftentimes, I don't like it. But we learn something. And that's important. You have to know how to take something away from your situation, right? But the second thing, and cycling back to this comment, I apologize, I got on a tangent. But, uh... The second is like it. He says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and prophets. That's a pretty big statement to say on these two things, to hang all the law and the prophets. Now, we still follow the Ten Commandments and everything that the Bible says as Christians, and we're supposed to, but he says these are the two most important things that you can do is is love God, okay, okay, we can do that, and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but 
there are some days where I really don't love myself. When I look in the mirror, I hate the way I look. I feel overweight. I, you know, I have a, a large birthmark that extends up and down my left side. And I, I look at it and I just say, oh, I'm so ugly. I hate myself. I don't like the way that I look. Um, and so maybe I think some days we do love our neighbors as ourselves in that way. And we look at others and we make comments or we, you know, we have hatred towards somebody or, but, you know, then you have the days where you put on some makeup uh, or you put on your, your nice new shoes and you do your hair and you feel like a bad, like a bad girl. Like you're like, okay, I look cute. And you look in the mirror and you feel good about yourself, right? And you love yourself and you say, dang, you know, who is that? And in the moments, even in the bad moments, when you choose to love yourself and you pull yourself out of a toxic situation or you extend, you know, you, you've had a bad day and you say, well, I'm going to go treat myself to some Chick-fil-A ice cream because that's, that's what I deserve. Self-love, right? So God calls you to love your neighbor as yourself. I have to admit, we all love ourselves, right? Because we have to live with ourselves. So if you don't love yourself, I don't know how you live with yourself. And I, it's not a self-gratification thing. It's just saying that at a point in time, we all look at who we are as individuals. And we love that, right? Because if we didn't like who we were, we would change who we were. Because then we, would, we wouldn't be able to live with who we are. So we, we change ourselves to be who we want to be. And so God says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, but what about, what about that guy who made me feel so small that I hated myself? Guess what? You're supposed to love him too. But what about, what about my friend's roommate that ridiculed me and hated me and made me feel like I was so stupid and unworthy in my faith? Yeah, Jesus says I have to love him too. What about the girls that mocked me for years and made me feel like I was so unworthy? Yes, love them too. Okay, well, what about the people that I don't know that I pass on the street? Yep, you're called to love them too. And like I said, in my next podcast, I'm going to be getting way deeper into who is your neighbor because I think... You know, that's a conversation I could go down a rabbit hole on for forever. But I, I want to kind of expand here on what our, our faith is. Our faith is how we interact with God on our own time. We have a personal relationship with God to say, you know, I love you, Jesus. These are the things that I'm, you know, doing. And I, I feel a connection with you. I, you know, before this, I... I've honestly had a really bad day. Um, and the last thing I told myself I was going to do is record this podcast. And God said, ha ha, you thought. Um, and I and I will personify as God. God is funny and sassy and, you know, joking. Because that's how I see God, right? We, we're, uh, we're made in his image. So I, I see God as fun. Um, that's how I interpret him. Um, and hopefully that's how you can interpret him too. But... Uh, I think God was saying, no, you had a bad day and that's exactly why you need to record this because you need to draw near to me. And I was listening to Lord, I Need You by Shane and Shane 
Um, and my, my dad's a worship leader and my dad does the song way better than anybody else. I'm a little biased, but I wish I could have listened to my dad's version, but, uh, and I just, I kept singing it, you know, Lord, I need you. And that's that personal relationship that we all see. And that's that personal relationship between Christ and, and self that we're called to have as a Christian. Now, and that's one part. And the other part is turning from sin and giving away your earthly desires to say, God, I love you more than making that choice. I love you so much that I'm going to decide not to uh, indulge in watching Wolf of Wall Street because it's inappropriate and I probably shouldn't watch it. Now, I'm not saying that for anyone else they're committing sin watching Wolf of Wall Street. I just felt that way. Um, so that was something I said, I, you know what, I don't, I don't feel like God would want me to be indulging in this. And so I'm going to sacrifice that, even though I'd really like to sit here with my friends and watch it. And the, that's hard that there are things that we just have to say, yeah, you know, that's a desire of the flesh and I just can't do it. I'm not supposed to do it. And we're all imperfect, right? We all still sin, but that's kind of the second aspect of faith is, is giving up those earthly desires. And that's something that I will expand on because it's hard. It's so hard to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I can't do that. Man, I can't, I can't hate that person. I got to give that up, right? Because what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're not called to sit there and point a finger at people. That's not what Jesus says at all. And I don't know what version of the Bible you're reading if you think that it is. Jesus calls us to not judge. He calls us to forgive. He calls us to be patient and loving and kind. And we as Christians, I think, personify this this judgmental, unloving persona. And it makes me so sad because Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And yes, there are days where we hate ourselves. Trust me, I've been there. But that's not what Jesus is saying. So, you know, I, it takes me back to that verse in Philippians that I talked about in the beginning of setting aside righteousness. And we feel righteous a lot. You know, you feel pretty smart. You get a college education or you win something or you feel talented and we feel righteous. We feel like we're woke and we're so smart and we're so knowledgeable and God calls us to set that aside because we get righteousness through knowing him and and working in our faith. It doesn't have anything to do about what we know or how many Instagram followers we have or the social movements we're a part of, which is kind of interesting because we feel like it is defined that way because the world defines it that way, but we're called to set aside the world and the desires of the flesh, right? And so loving your neighbor as yourself, you have to put aside your pride. You have to put aside your hubris. It's my favorite word for pride is put aside your hubris and your self-gratification to love someone else, even the people you don't like. And God doesn't call us to judge through love. There are times where there is accountability to be had in faith. 
but it doesn't mean that you have to point your finger or look down your nose on someone. And so that's something that I've always struggled with watching Christian community because a lot of Christians judge and they they look down their nose and they say, oh, you're not good enough to be a Christian. Oh, you commit sin. You couldn't be a Christian. Well, I'm better than you because I don't have the same kind of sin as you. Goodness, I didn't know that you sat on the judgment seat because I thought that was God's responsibility. And we all do it. I do it. And I have to catch myself and say, whoa, hold on. Whoa, no. You're being judgmental. It's not what Christ tells you to do. You're called to love. I have to remind myself that every day. Every day it is love your neighbor as yourself. Even on the days where you don't want to love yourself. (laughs) Because those days come, but you're called to love your neighbor. You're called to sit down and walk alongside them. Not walk above them, but walk alongside them. Understand what they're going through. Love them. And loving your neighbor, like I said, this will be the, the next podcast that I do, talking about who our neighbor is and how we can best love them. But to be a Christian is to... Set aside your sin and love Christ. Follow his commandments and his rules, right? We talk about them, the moral code of ethics. And to love your neighbor. And so, obviously this isn't some, oh, I had a lot of notes. I kind of just rambled off the top of my head and, and looked at some verses. But it was something that I felt like God tapped me and said, hey, you know, share this you know, show it to other people. And I'm like, well, I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm nobody. But the, the other part about being a Christian is showing other people your faith, right? Be little Christian, be little Christ is what Christian means. Excuse me, be little Christ, right? And so hopefully you can take something out of my rambling from today um, to love your neighbor and to realize what Christianity truly is. Um, cause it's, it's not this, this thing that you see as a trend. It's not a trend. It's not a, a woke thing. It's not a movement. It's loving your neighbor. It's having a relationship with Jesus. It's coming together with other believers and setting aside our differences and our judgment and loving one another. So I appreciate you listening to my incessant rambling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out. And thank you for listening to Here She Lives.